I'm Reverend Harry Bridge. And I'm Dr. Scott Mitchell, and this is the Dharma Realm Podcast. We're coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. Dharma Realm Podcast podcast for October 31st, where we talk about the Dharma Realm Podcast. So here we are at our 80th episode. Woo. Yeah, we've um, looking back at uh, some of the podcasts we've done in the past. We were realizing we've been doing it over six years. Okay. And um, if you were to ask us, you know, what have what did you talk about in that past six years? We neither of us could remember more than maybe a couple episodes or something. I remember the sci-fi episodes. Yeah, sci-fi. Did we ever have a like we had? We didn't have an explicitly Star Trek episode, um, but we did have Tron episodes. We did have Tron. That's weird. We should do a sci- we should do a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things we re- discovered in uh, looking back was uh, that our first couple of episodes were about mindfulness. Which I'm, I, I had completely forgotten that. Yeah, way back in 2008. I wonder if we said anything intelligent. I'm not going to deign to answer that one. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, since then, mindfulness really kind of took off, huh? And yeah. became um, uh, newsworthy even. And uh, so we're thinking at some point going back to that and uh, readdressing uh, the issue of mindfulness and um some of the you know new things that have come up in the six mm. years since we recorded that episode. Um, but today, we're kind of doing the Dharma Realm podcast podcast. <laughs> it's our meta podcast. Um, uh, just kind of thinking about the podcast that we've been doing and thinking about what we do here. Uh, we're being very postmodern. Yeah. We're going to go pomo on you. <laughs> Um, so what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, it's been six years. I mean, we, seriously. When we started this thing, we had no idea, huh? Mm. We thought, I remember you, you saying, you know, you would be surprised if five people listened or one person even, right? That, Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't remember anything. So I'm going to just disavow everything that I've said okay. in the last six yeah. years on the air because I don't remember any of it. So we can just re-record all the old episodes. <laughs> I'll edit your voice out. <laughs> No one's listening, right? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Right. <laughs> Actually, surprising. A lot of people are listening, um, I, yeah. which always surprises me. <laughs> yeah. um, a couple of years ago, I was up in Vancouver, and like three people came up to me because they had heard the podcast before. Oh, yeah. and I was like, wow, that's really, it's always strange. People, you know. That, it's the power of the internet. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like, oh, it's not just Harry and I riffing off each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, but... Right. <laughs> but people are listening. <laughs> people are hearing it. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's been an interesting journey, huh? Um, when we started this, we didn't have any real vision uh, what we wanted to accomplish or anything other yeah. than talk about Buddhism and record it. <laughs> right? Um, which, which I think that should be, that should be like our, our mission statement or something. Yeah. You know, our mission is just talk about Buddhism and record it. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it. It gives me a chance to make different soundtracks and stuff, like theme songs, <laughs> right? Um, so that's been fun. But um, yeah, I remember sitting in your office one day, 
here. And, the, you know, the Jodo Shinshu Center is pretty new, too. Well, old, I mean, because I'm saying we've been doing this a long time, and then I'm saying the place is new. But um, I remember the building was dedicated 2006. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and we started 2008. So at some point in that two-year period, we sat, I remember sitting in your office, same office as before, right? No, old office. Old office. You had a different one? Yeah, I moved offices. Remember, uh, I used to be in the back corner with no windows. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a dark little hole. And that must be the one we were in, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And just, you know, reminiscing about our student days, uh, reminiscing about teachers and talking about Buddhism and realizing we should record this. Right. Yeah. That's when I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It's just, uh, this sort of, because that was not long, I think that was around the same time I finished my dissertation and not long after you had, had you moved to Oakland yet? No, I think you were still no, out in Lodi. I was still in Lodi when we so started. So you still had your yeah. first, uh, your first yep, I was minister a, gig. A young minister. So, I mean, that's the other thing I feel like, um, I I'm, I would be actually would not want to go back and listen to those early episodes because <laughs> um, I feel like you know for me there's always the process of learning and mm-hmm. learning includes not only getting new information but also knowing what you don't know mm-hmm. or realizing you don't know stuff and I I would not be surprised if a lot of what I said in the early days of the show was complete and utter ridiculous. You're like, not incorrect, <laughs> but I, I certainly feel like I've learned a lot, you know, in the mm-hmm. last um, six years. Um, I am constantly reminded of things that I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I go out and do a new project or a new research thing and, and, and like, oh, here's this whole area of knowledge that I had no idea about or a new methodological perspective or a new part of history or a new person or a new place or whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I have more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I, I, it would be interesting to go back and see if I um, was more arrogant and stupid then, which would not surprise me. <laughs> I don't know. It's, you've set the bar pretty high. You think, that I'm, you think that I've been consistently arrogant and stupid for the last six years? That's possible. That's certainly possible. I would not be surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> which is another way to sort of transition to how another thing that I think that, that probably people who listen to our show a lot know because – how can you not notice this? But um, I, our shows are not particularly scripted or really well planned out ahead of time. Right. Um, I sort of, a lot of what I think that you and I do is sort of like um, improvisational jazz <laughs> where we just like have a theme and we just sort of run with it. And sometimes what we do I think is really awesome. You know, before I put the uh, episodes up online, I listen to them again and think, oh, wow, you and I said some really smart stuff. Um, and then other times I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this up, but I'm kind of embarrassed by it. <laughs> you know, so I feel like we're just sort of improvising and riffing on each other, which is a lot of fun. And um, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm surprised people actually listen, because <laughs> this is fun for me. This is, um, you know, I have a good time doing this, but um, it's, you know, I'm aware of how dorky it is. And there are other people who want to listen to us. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, I, you know, I take that really seriously. Like I don't. That's another thing that I've I've learned over the years is trying to sort of take what we do more seriously, just in terms of being more careful about what I say or more mm-hmm. thoughtful, mm-hmm. which I'm sure I fail at. But um, you know, knowing people are listening, it's like, oh, okay, I don't want to just sort of make something up or you know, right, right, right. say something that I'm not 100 percent sure of. But I, you know, I'm sure. I, like I said, I don't remember the half of what <laughs> we've talked about, so I'm <laughs> sure I've said things that I don't. I might want to revise that, <laughs> which is the other interesting thing. Like we don't revise any of this, right? We just record it and then right. there it is, right. better or worse. I can, there's only been like four or five times when I've stopped in the middle and because, because of whatever, 
you know, and um, we stop and then start recording again within the same episode. That's yeah. out of 80 episodes. We've done that maybe four or times, five times yeah. tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, it's like, um, it's kind of like the Grateful Dead is my approach, um, where it's, it's like not trying to put on a perfect scripted show every time, right? But instead, um, just getting together and talking and... I think that the we have some idea what we get when we go in, yeah. um, but it's what comes out of the conversation, the kind of magic of the conversation. I think that um, is uh, what I aspire to here, the Dharma realm, and um, you know, I'm, I'm the same way in my Dharma messages too. And you just make those up, don't you? Yeah, in my class, <laughs> um, you know, there's material you base it on, and yeah. you have your your starting off points. Uh, but, and, you know, and there's some people who are much better at writing things down and, you know, having something carefully crafted and scripted. Uh, but that's never been my approach. I'm not really particularly good at that. Um, I, if I try to do that, I can't even get started. You know, it's like there's something magic in the process for me, uh, or like the conversation in this case Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, that's, that's more my style. So that's kind of how we approach it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, my problem is remembering what we've said or what I've said or what I've thought, you know, and I start last year, I started trying to write down the topics that I use at temple, like mm-hmm. for the month or whatever. Um, cause I just don't remember people like, Oh, sensei, you remember that story you told about this? I'm like, no, <laughs> no recall whatsoever. So well, this could be a record like into dementia. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not just you unless we both have dementia. There's, I mean, I'm the same way, you know, um, like, you know, when when I'm teaching a seminar, it's like I have, you know, every day I go in with an outline of things I want to make sure we talk about. But mm-hmm. a lot of the conversation is a conversation. And, you know, if you were to ask me what I talked about that day, I'd be like, uh, you know, something. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's pretty normal. It's kind of like, <clears throat> what did you have for lunch yesterday? Um, I I've had a frozen pasta thing from Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah? yeah. How about dinner? I know what I had for dinner, but I don't know what I had for lunch. Oh, now I remember. <laughs> it's not dementia. I had to think. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> um, and the postmodern thing, my original idea for this episode was to really just kind of think about uh, what do we do here? <laughs> what, are, what are we doing? You know, um, uh, and the context and, you know, I guess that's kind of part of the question. Why would someone listen to it? Um, and, uh, it, it made me kind of think a little bit about, um, you know, I think that Buddhism continues to be popular, quote unquote, right. And, um, it still is an area of fascination, I think for a lot of people. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's still kind of difficult to get into, break into, right. Because there's a huge wealth of stuff to learn, mm-hmm. right. Like, what is Buddhism? Oh my gosh, if I, I'm interested in it, but I don't know where to start, right? What should I read? Can you recommend a book? You know, I get to ask these questions, yeah, yeah. right? And it's like, I really can't tell you. It's like, you know, <laughs> this, it's so wide open. You kind of have to find your own way. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, and I, I, I feel like maybe this show shouldn't be like the first place you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. We're not, the Dharma Realm podcast is not an introduction to Buddhism. Yeah. yeah. The Dharma Realm We've, podcast is two people with a lot of knowledge. Sometimes too much, maybe. Yeah. Um, too um, much context. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
but you know, I, I know that we've tried to do like some. We did we did a couple like you know, remember like a year or two ago, we were gonna do like a whole series on like yeah intro to Shin Buddhism, and we never actually did that. Right. Um, the kind of more um, beginning introductory introductory kind of, kind of stuff. Of, yeah, yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't know. I kind of. I, I honestly I struggle with that because I understand that there are a lot of people out there who really want just you know introductory information about Buddhism but also about Shin Buddhism and mm-hmm. I want to be able to provide that in mm-hmm. some way like I feel an obligation as a teacher to say oh well you know you, this is the book you should read if you're going to start um, I have a really hard time with Shin Buddhism because I think that Shin Buddhism is um, complicated mm-hmm. um, hard to just sort of like distill in any way without bringing a, without using a lot of language that um, like the word faith or other terms that have a lot of baggage in English mm-hmm. um, so it can be hard to you know have a beginning conversation about that but, but I'm, I know mm-hmm. people who do it I know people who are really good at it and mm-hmm. you know go talk to them mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but at the other but on the other hand I also feel like well you know there's a lot there is a lot of stuff out there and it's not um, it's not like there's uh, a dearth of information that's introductory in nature or, um, you know, general introductions to Buddhism, I can list a half dozen books off of my head or websites or other shows or whatever that do that really well. Um, and I kind of like that there are things like this and there are a couple other podcasts that I'm thinking of that um, also are a bit more, that might be more focused than ours, but, <laughs> but certainly um, I would also not consider to be sort of introductory kind of things. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to trust the intelligence of our audience and know that they're smart people. And, you know, even if they don't think that they're smart people or whatever, um, that they can, you know, sort of follow along. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't, I feel this way about like some of my writing and some of my classes where I don't, I don't want to dumb things down. You know, I feel like there's, Mm -hmm. there's often a tendency to like explain everything and define everything and use small where I read a post about some class, some seminars, some of the university, and like one of the students was like, can we not use these big theoretical technical terms? And the professor was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, use big complex theoretical terms. Like mm-hmm. you're in grad school. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. If you don't know the, if you don't know the definition of a word, they have this thing called a dictionary, you know, mm-hmm. like look it up. It's called the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I trust that people like want to be challenged rather mm-hmm. than, um, you know, some people want to be challenged. So, that's the thing that I sometimes struggle with. Like, do we do more basic stuff um, or introductory stuff, or do we just, you know, go hardcore and be like, you know, I'm going to assume that my audience has a PhD, which they don't, or, you know, they don't need to, or whatever. It's a bad analogy. See, I still say things that are stupid, and if we edit it, I might want to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping that in. I'm going to put that at the beginning on a loop. (laughs) Well, I think the... To me, and so um, one thing that happens is like the Japanese language is very circular in a way and, and, and vague. And um, a lot of times I, my impression is that a lot of Japanese writing doesn't come out and say any, what it wants to say. Mm-hmm. And that instead you kind of point obliquely to what you want to say and spend the whole work circling around what you want to say without actually saying it. Um, and that's kind of partly the Japanese language, mm-hmm. but I wonder if it's also partly Shin Buddhism and maybe Buddhism itself, right? Where um, the idea of like an introductory approach is okay, but maybe you can't get anywhere. Maybe an introductory approach won't get you necessarily where you want to go, mm-hmm. 
right? And that um, sometimes I think the introductory stuff in Shin Buddhism is just actually more confusing, <laughs> right? It's like, because yeah. it's built, it's, it's a, <clears throat> Shin Buddhism is what, 800 years plus? Yeah. Built on a 2,000 year plus Pure Land kind of Buddhism, built on 2,500 years of Buddhism mm-hmm. um, in its entirety, Right? And so to think, oh, somehow we'll start at the beginning and have a linear progression until you finally understand at the end, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not the way it works. Right. Right? And so like what you were saying about how going back to and listening to old episodes, you might um, feel kind of um, embarrassed realizing what you didn't know, but I think it's almost the beauty of it that we're always learning. Right? And that to me, I've always found that to be actually encouraging and to realize, wow, I didn't know this stuff back then I've learned it and yet I haven't learned everything I've learned other stuff right and it, it and that um, that recognition that we can't know everything I think is actually a good thing it's actually positive it's kind of freeing yeah, yeah, in a way yeah, yeah. right that I don't have to I mean because I think sometimes academia gives us a false sense of there's a certain point where you know your stuff and then you can go on and teach yeah no right? that's a bunch of BS right it's like <laughs> you, nobody can know everything yeah Right? I feel like I've learned more in the eight years since I finished my PhD than I have in the eight years it took me to do my PhD, mm-hmm. quite frankly. I, would, I, I think sometimes academia is more teaching you how to engage in the process. Right? Yeah, Where I failed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, I, I often say that academia, that grad school is job training because mm-hmm. it is. It's just not job training like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, auto tech school or become a software engineer or whatever I'm you know you learn how to be an academic which is a job so you learn a particular language you learn you know literally and metaphorically you learn a particular way of doing things you learn the system the mm-hmm. conferences the people whatever and mm-hmm. and reading and writing and how to do all of that and stuff yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. you know time management yeah Maybe. <laughs> See, I failed at time management <laughs> and I failed at writing yeah, yeah writing well, was the we have to offer artist. better classes on those things so well I'm joking, but also, yeah, actually. But, but in a way, do. right? I mean, yeah. it's like... Um, and you also learn pedagogy and how to do all these other kinds of things. And then mm-hmm. and then you go out there into the world. And the other thing about academia, to me, is that there are certain big milestones, but it takes a long time between them. And mm. so it becomes this, like, sudden and gradual process, to use a Buddhist metaphor, mm. where it's like, you know, there's this moment when you finish your comps or when you get... You actually finish your dissertation or, you know, like mm-hmm. these big moments that are sort of like, oh, big transitional points. But in between those times, you've also written conference papers or had something published or done some teaching. And so you're sort of like incrementally getting, doing more academic like stuff. Mm-hmm. That without, is in, without necessarily realizing it. Right. And then that sort of continues on. Like mm-hmm. after you finish, then you get a job or you get a different job or, you know, you publish more or whatever, you know, and like sort of incrementally more things happen that sometimes get punctuated by, oh, I got a book published or some big thing happens, right? Mm-hmm. But it's this like slow process over time too, mm. which is probably true for a lot of people. But um, I think that what the way everybody behaves in academia is that everybody behaves as though they're experts because you have to, right? You go to conferences and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, I am the expert of this. And you kind of have to sort of put on that. You have to find your area of expertise is right. one of the challenges, exactly. right? right? But and then you have to... You have um, to sort of behave in that, that way, and yeah. whether you're doing it you're like mm. you know that uh, fake it till you make it kind of thing, or you actually do have that self confidence. Like everybody sort of has to like 
get up there and you know or teaching or whatever like whatever it is mm-hmm. you're doing in academia you have to like mm-hmm. I this this is it I am the expert um, but that process of becoming an expert was a process mm-hmm. you know and you're still doing it and I've mm-hmm. known you know people who are still in grad school I'm like wow that guy is brilliant that guy really is an expert in this thing that I know nothing about mm-hmm. and you know they're like 6 10 20 years behind me mm-hmm. in terms of their you know quote unquote professional development mm-hmm. and then I've known other scholars who were like you know 56 years old I'm like whoa dude <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, so, but that's the thing. It's like a process. You're continually, and it might just be, you know, who knows, whatever. But, it, you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the thing is that you kind of keep growing and, and developing. And um, if you, I, I fear getting to that point where you become so convinced of your own authority that you stop doing that, right? Mm-hmm. That you get to that point where you're like, oh, I really literally am the expert in X and I have nothing more to learn. And even when people come and correct me, I, you know, I'm not able to hear that because I'm so convinced of my own, um, you know, uh, expertise that I'm shut down, right? And I, I don't want that to happen. So I hope that when I look back at my career and think, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I have so much more to learn. Otherwise, you know, I, I think that I would probably go, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. yeah. I think, I, and I, I think, um, like, ministry is maybe kind of similar and, but I like the room for each person to kind of have their own style and their own interests. And um, that it's not like a, there's a set skill, a set number of skills, right? And that like you, if you master um, A through G and then you have those and you just do them, right? It's, you know, it's not that kind of a, um, it's Buddhism. I mean, and, but then it comes back to Buddhism. It's like, yeah, there are certain skills as a minister, as a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, have to know certain rituals. Yeah, you have to be able to perform the rituals and have certain, some knowledge yeah, yeah. of certain things. Not trying to understand Be able to talk or, to people yeah. and that kind of thing. But not Talk to people. Um, yeah, see, that's where my job is different <laughs> than yours. Um, <laughs> yes, an academic, we tend to talk at people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ministers can do that too, actually. <laughs> but I like the talking to people. And um, and actually, as a teacher, um, I guess I'm a professor. I'm an associate professor, yeah, yeah, right? And, um, and, and I, I'm joking. Like, I, I think that that's, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm actually, I'm not that good at talking to people. Like when I'm like in a social situation, people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a firefighter. <laughs> you know, it's like it's kind of actually hard for me to uh, have like a normal conversation, um, probably because I'm so used to being in different kinds of environments where, you know, the conversation is just different, you know. Anyway, make, make, make. so the interpersonal skills is something I really am envious of that you seem to be able to talk to people. Good yeah, but you. not always. <laughs> um, and there's different. I'm not good at asking questions still. Um, like when I'm just hanging out with uh, other people, like I just I'm getting a little better, um, but I really feel reticence. Like I went out with a family yesterday after a funeral and um, the one couple, like a child of the 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 family and her husband and I wanted to ask where do you live and it took me a while like I don't I'm, I'm not the type to oh where do you live oh yeah what do you do like the, you know there's people like that that yeah, are just yeah. sometimes it's too much but, good, yeah. but you know that are good at, that, good at small asking questions yeah. and that kind of thing yeah. but I came out with it finally I was like where do you live and they're like oh we live in I forget where San Ramon or something <laughs> like that you know so I was like oh okay you know so it was I've, I, and I, I thought about the conversations afterwards like and it was kind of fun like I felt like um, it was a fun gathering 
Um, and I saw where I could have asked more questions mm -hmm. and I could have, there's things I could have improved, you know, but that also it was kind of a neat gathering. Like there was a lot of different personalities there and um, different relationships and two sons-in-law of the, the um, couple that asked, you know, to have the service performed. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think they really hung out that much because one of the sons was asking questions of the father-in-law. You know, really interesting questions like, oh, did you play baseball and whatever, or base basketball or something? And afterwards, I realized, wow, that was kind of a neat gathering because they had conversation that, of, you know, um, related with marriage and, you know, um, child, parent-child relations and everything that, you know, I was part of. So it was kind of fun. Yeah. See, that's a skill. Yeah, I guess so. I think. Yeah. Because I assume anyway because I'm lousy at it, so I figure it mm -hmm. must be something you can learn how to do. I mm -hmm. work on that as mm -hmm. well. But mm -hmm. and being aware of that, that's the Buddhism right there. Dude. Yeah. Being self aware yeah. and figuring out being aware of what you're doing and how to change or mm -hmm. or not, but you know, mm -hmm. at least being aware at least of, see how yeah. I was. How was I in that moment? And um yeah. And and I was kind of even though I felt like I could have done this that better or that this better, but at the same time I was okay with it. Uh, and so it was interesting because one of the sons-in-law um, asked, you know, we were talking and he knows I'm a minister and he's interested in martial arts. And then um, I started talking about music and, um, oh, because Budokan, I was talking about this guy who works at um, Japantown because we were eating in Japantown. And I was like, yeah, he, he grew up in Japan in the 60s and he saw the Beatles at Budokan, hmm. the martial arts center. And the guy was like, well, he does, this other guy does judo or something. He was like, what? They let the Beatles in the Budokan? I was like, yeah, totally. He's like, I can't believe that. And I was like, well, yeah, because there were right-wing protesters at that time. And that was like the first time a Western uh, music group was allowed to perform at the National martial arts yeah. center, yeah. right? I never knew that before, that that was a big deal. But then I was like, yeah, you know, I saw Deep Purple at the Budokan. I saw Judas Priest at the Budokan. And he was blown away. He's like, oh, my gosh. So you're really into, like, heavy rock music, and you, but you're a minister. And, you know, I was pictured minister being, like, more, like, calm and mellow. And I was like, no, no, no. Buddhism is about being yourself and being real. He was like, oh, that's cool. I can get behind that. You know, so it was kind of, it was, it was neat. You know, it was like Buddhism was part of the mix, and yet... Who we were was also part of the yeah, mix, yeah. you know, in the conversation. You're converting people. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> <So> underneath <laughs> it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, but so, so to me, I mean, that's what it comes down to in a way, and that was kind of my question too. Is like we don't know who our listeners are. We don't really know a lot about them. We meet them sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's really yeah, it's interesting and odd sometimes to meet people. Um, I remember once I was at some temple, and this guy. Um, the guy who was there with us was like, oh, yeah, he does a podcast. And somebody else was like, a podcast? Really? And the guy was like, yeah, we're coming to you from the Jodo Shinshu Center in Berkeley, California. Like, he knew the words from the beginning. <laughs> like, whoa. It was, that was, whoa. That was kind of wow, crazy. Wow, somebody just, like, quoted you like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> like we're so a real funny. show or something. <laughs> Dude, that's so neat. <laughs> But and who knows? Maybe podcasting is interesting too, huh? It's kind of like um, like a, a new way of being. Yeah, right? and of, I didn't know like it was that big of a deal. Like mm -hmm. just not that long ago, like a year or so ago, I was like, oh, we're doing this podcast. Still, I wonder if like I wonder if like podcasting is still cool. Like if it's still something people actually care about. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen a couple of like actual like real famous people like famous actors or whatever who in addition to their acting thing also have a podcast and I'm like mm -hmm. oh really huh okay maybe this is something that people actually hmm maybe we should maybe we should get a sound engineer <laughs> 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 yeah. 
instead of just in this echoey room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. I, this is I, I like what we do. Yeah. It's fun. If there was somebody else here, I'd be all freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We almost got a guest in. We almost got a surprise <laughs> guest, but he ran away. <laughs> we got to get more guests. Yeah, we want to have more guests. Um, and I mean, it almost sounds like we're, we're, we're ending this or something, the way we're talking, but no. We're just doing the postmodern Dharma Realm podcast podcast. No, nah, we're not done. Yeah. yeah we yeah, haven't, we're uh, going to keep going. You can't shut us up. We've got to at least try to get to 100. Yeah, we're going to get at least to 100. It might take us 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will get there eventually.